0: any kind of thing, so. You don't have to ask me yet. Yeah. I'll tell you when. Okay. Because that needs to be surprised. Okay. So that way I can actually be stumped. Because I okay. usually always one that comes up with the question. so okay. I always have an answer ready. Okay. But. Yeah. Right now we're just checking the sound. Okay. So talk as if we were normally talking. I'm just
1: normally talking here. <laughs> no, then I do that weird voice that Jewel says I do this weird, like. So does Lila. Hi.
0: Yeah yeah like a little
1: high-pitched thing
0: lila does it too and she's like specifically trying to do something on polos and she's like oh hi and (laughs) and now she's (laughs) aware of the camera versus just normally talking to jewel (laughs) yes yep hello animal lovers welcome to my podcast where i geek out about animals i'm nicole and you are listening to animal facts this podcast may not be suitable for all listening ears specifically young ones and I just want to remind everyone that I am not a professional, just an animal enthusiast because I just love learning about them. I think they're so cool and they can do so many cool things. Some things I say may just be my opinion and sometimes I am misinformed or sometimes I am just straight up wrong. So forgive me, I am only human after all. But please email me at animalfactspodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com so I can correct myself and I also have the chance to learn from you. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy! Hi, Mom. Hi. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yes. Welcome to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole, and my guest this week is my super awesome mother-in-law. Monica. Monica. So, she birthed my awesome husband, so she's pretty great.
1: (laughs) It was an easy birth. That's good. (laughs) The easiest of of them, so. That's true. Yeah.
0: Wasn't he also the, no. Who was the biggest baby? He was the biggest. He was the biggest, but he was still like five pounds. Yeah. Five fourteen. So small, tiny. I say that even though mine was smaller. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, but I didn't but yours have to super birth, birth him. Yes, but yes. Well, at least he was easy for you. Yes, I feel like he was your easiest child in general.
1: Uh, mostly, yeah. For the most part, he was the easiest. He's a pretty easy person to live with. He's the one who got the most stitches. But other than that, yeah, he's pretty even keeled. He never bellow. broke a bone. No.
0: I'm like, Charlie.
1: Mm-hmm. Did Jake ever break anything? Um, nope. But he got some
0: stitches. That's true. So, yeah.
1: Boys. But kids. He, Jake also fell out of a window. That's also true. That was the most traumatic. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, that would be very traumatizing. Because was a two-story window. Yes. So yep. scary. Yeah, and very scary. A-okay. He's good. He's break doing great time. Yep. No lasting damage. Yes, At least we don't think so. <laughs> cool. Well, <laughs> what is our personal question this week, Monica? Uh, she got to pick it out. Uh,
1: yeah, you gave me a few options though. So.
0: Oh, you I you used drove one inspiration. Of those I didn't know
1: that I needed to come up with my own.
0: I mean, it's whatever.
1: So, okay, so I thought of um,
0: what's your favorite cereal? My favorite cereal. Uh, probably. French toast crunch is my favorite, like guilty pleasure cereal. Yeah, um, because it's delicious. I've but I also that the crap really cereal. <laughs> yeah the sugary ones. Yeah, but I think the one that I buy myself the least amount, but I love it and I devour it every time I have it is Cheerios chocolate peanut butter. Huh. I don't think I've ever tried this. It's so good. It's terrible how good it. But it's Cheerios, so it can't be that bad. Yeah. It's just more expensive, and I just don't buy it for myself very often because it's a small <laughs> box. And I just eat it within, like, two days. Yeah. I just only ever want cereal when it's in my
1: house. (laughs) Nice. what is your favorite cereal? My favorite junk cereal is Mm -hmm. Lucky Charms. Oof. That is a good one. I I think we have some Costco boxes of that in our garage. Nice. I like the uh, marshmallows, and there's rainbows, of course. Yes. I love your rainbows. I do love rainbows. And
0: those marshmallows are just good. Yeah. Because they're not, like, the normal... Rice crispy marshmallow. <gasps> yeah. Could you make rice krispies out of those marshmallows? I don't know how well they melt, uh, but now uh, I want probably. to. Probably. You could. Well, you could
1: probably make a rice crispy, not technically a rice crispy, but it's
0: a lucky charms <laughs> treat. I want. One. You know. It sounds so good
1: out of them in general
0: because they're better than normal marshmallows, and right. rice crispy treats are great. Yeah. Can we make this? We're going to make this. Yep. Let's do it. Or someone make them and send them to me. That sounds great. <laughs> Less work. Yes. I'll just eat them and tell you how I think. Yep. Cool. Okay. <clears throat> you ready for your trivia to guess what animal I picked for you? Okay. And then we'll do the drum roll that your awesome family did for me. Okay. And then I'll reveal if you guessed it right or not. All right. And then I'll just tell you all about
1: okay. this I probably have no idea, but
0: go for it. You never know. Okay. Your first clue is the normal one that I always give everyone. It is not a mammal, and it sometimes has an A in it. It just depends on if you include a very specific word in their name. Okay. So, it may. Right. It sometimes does, it sometimes doesn't. Okay. But that is your first official clue. And then your little actual clues are... They were first scientifically described in 1790, so that's kind of when they were discovered. Okay. 1790. Any guesses? You can say no if you want guess, or you can just throw out a random yes. animal.
1: Amoeba. Perfect. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Your second class. But I think that always has an A. But that's anyway. Tr- that's true. <laughs> Move
0: on. Um, they on. can produce a substance that is known to lower blood pressure. Wow, uh, leech? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be cool though. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. It's not a leech. Okay. Now I need to know if they can do that. <laughs> Suck your blood out, so maybe it does lower your blood, blood. pressure. Maybe because it just lowers your blood. Yeah. Um, and then your last clue is they use their eyeballs to swallow. Whoa.
1: <laughs> I have no idea. Not a mammal, though, so it's some kind it's of a, a weird animal. amphibian or reptile of some kind.
0: Or bird. Or bird. Or insect. Insect. Is okay. it an insect? It is not an insect. Okay. Nope, I don't have an idea. Okay, <laughs> drum roll! It is Charlie's frog. Oh, really? The white's Australian tree frog. Nice. So, you get to learn all about their awesome. kind of frog. Awesome. So, when you go home, you can be like, "I know everything about your frog." Awesome. <laughs> um the reason why it sometimes has an A in it is because in Australia they just refer to them as green tree frogs. Okay. So, just depends if you include Australian or not. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, they're just white's tree frog. Nice. Cuz we'll talk about why white's is in its name. Okay. So, some general information about this tree frog is that they, like all types of amphibians, are cold-blooded and they lay eggs. And they're vertebrates, which are backbones. So that's the kind of like categories they fall under. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're also related to other amphibians like the toads, salamanders, and newts. Oh, cool. They're super no. cute. They are super cute.
1: And Charlie's has gotten huge
0: so excited to talk about some of the things because at the very end of the thing we have like our special segment Mm -hmm. which is when I do like is it the right pet for you or like other really random things of like this versus this or spirit animals and stuff and we do is it the right pet for you and I was like I want one now (laughs) (laughs) I'll just have one vicariously through Charlie Okay, (laughs) I'll just pretend it's a bigger cage so we can get
1: our uh, home it's not really a cage
0: it's a terrarium? Yes. Terrarium. Called? Good job. Thanks. <laughs> I feel so special now. Uh-huh. I feel like I was just at school and you're like, terrarium, good job. <laughs> I love it. Cool. Okay, so amphibians live in water and on land. They have gills and tails to survive underwater in their early stages of life, and then they go through metamorphosis, which is body-changing process. Nice. Yes. Which I feel like we also go through a form of metamorphosis. Yes. Um, and then they live on land as adults, and that's the case with most amphibians. Um, they can breathe and absorb water through their skin, okay. which is crazy. Which is why probably
1: we have to spray the tank a lot to mm-hmm. make sure that it stays humid in there. And... Yep, because
0: that's how he or she, I don't know what. I don't know. His name is Toast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what Toast is. That's why they need lots of humidity, because they mm-hmm. get their water through their skin. Um, and then their skin also contains glands that produce different types of proteins. And this is the case with, like, all, I don't, I think all amphibians, or at least just frogs. Um, but that's, like, for poison dart frogs, that's, like, the where, okay, what they do, where the those comes. glands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about what the white tree frog's proteins make. Okay. Um, their scientific name... Is a science word. It is Latoria caerulia. Okay. Cerulia? Something. But Latoria, it just means Australian tree frog, and then the other word means blue in Latin. Okay. So. he's kind of a greenish-blue color. Mm-hmm. They're, they've got whites in their name, and also blue in their name but they're also called Green Tree Frogs. Yep. They're, they're just a rainbow of colors, so, yeah. but in their names, yes. but their coloring is, we'll talk about too. Yes. Toast is a greenish blue, you said?
1: Yeah, he's mostly green, I'd say. Like a light green. Yeah, I, can't, I don't know how to describe <laughs> what kind of green <laughs> he is, but... He's yeah. a green color. But yes,
0: it's kind of a lightish greenish. Yeah. He's cute. Um... Other names that people call them are the Dumpy Tree Frog, which the I think dumpy is funny. Tree. Why the Dumpy? Because of their chubby appearance. Okay. okay. <laughs> and some people compare them to Jabba the Hutt because of their okay. chubby appearance and fat rolls. And also they have apparently a very greedy appetite. They do have a greedy yes. appetite. You <laughs> Does he to... just chow
1: everything down? Yep. So we just put like three or four crickets in there and he'll just get them cool and they're gone so there you go so you can't oh you can overfeed them if you give them too many so yes
0: yes yes you can i learned about that Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah so there you go his uh spirit animal is jabba the hut nice (laughs) little greedy chunk (laughs) monster but he's cute i mean i always thought jabba was kind of oddly cute when i was little i did not (laughs) I mean, I was very much, I thought Ewoks were way cuter, obviously, but yeah. I was like, Java just looks squishy.
1: He's scary to me, I think. Maybe because he's evil and he's mm-hmm. meant to
0: be, but yeah. as a little kid, just a chunky, squishy looking thing just looks.
1: Make a good Squishmallow.
0: He would make a good Squishmallow. <laughs> be like a poop colored one, though.
1: Yeah. That'd be gross. Hmm.
0: I'm sure they could make it cute if they picked the right coloring. Mm-hmm. Like pastels. And mustardy yellow or something. I
1: have to make one.
0: <laughs> so we're going to make Lucky Charmers Krispy Treats, yes. and we're going to make a job of the Huskwishmallow. Yep. We're in business. Yep. Okay. So for people who don't know what this animal looks like because they don't live in your house, <laughs> and you didn't see a bunch of pictures of them like me. Here is their appearance. Um, so, yeah, despite their names, their many names, their coloring is, like, a bright green or a lighter green. They also can be in blue-green colors and a light minty blue, which is, I feel, kind of like what Toast is yeah. from pictures I've seen. They're kind of you know, like, she, they, whatever it is, is, yeah. like, a greenish-blue, minty-ish yeah. kind of color. That's probably, yep. Yeah, so be accurate. That's my guess. But you live with it. <laughs> Um, and then most spe- species species have white or gold speckles and then behind that's like behind their front arms and then they have like a white chin and underbelly. Females tend to have white throats and males tend to have a grayish wrinkled vocal sac beneath their throat. Okay. So have to take a look. Now I haven't you'll looked have at 'em in a very long time. Like underneath. Mhm. What does your throat look like, Toast? <laughs>
1: and then you'll know. It blends in with the leaves. Sometimes I have a hard time finding him.
0: Yes, they do. They have the ability to just slightly change color, so okay. maybe it's just their camouflage. Mm-hmm. Just want to sleep, um, and then they have super absorbent skin, like we talked about, which can be both beneficial and not beneficial. Which we'll talk about that in the pet section. Yeah. Um, but their skin also has a special waxy coating, which is what helps them to retain their moisture, which is pretty cool, okay. um, because it helps them during. Dry seasons, because they live in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, and then females tend to be larger than males, and then they averagely can get between three to five inches long, and when they're full-grown, they can weigh two and a half to three and a half ounces. That's a pretty little big frog. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're small frogs, but I feel like for a small frog, they
1: get yeah. big. Yeah. So, they're cute, though. Two to three inches, like, if their legs are spread out, do you know? Or probably... I mean that's how they would probably measure them.
0: So I don't know, you see toast, toast every see day him, like I never see him with his it, legs out. Like is except... its body about two to three inches or yeah. yeah, so without its legs spread out then. Okay. So then their legs just add when they're stretched probably a bit bigger. Yeah. But yeah. And then they
1: see him stretched out if it's he's on three the Three
0: to five inches long. Okay. And then two and a half to three and a half ounces in weight. Okay. So probably not full grown yet. Cool. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Unless it's a boy and they're a little smaller. Okay. I don't know.
1: Or. We'll have to take a look at his
0: neck. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like that, we just
1: call him him most of the time. Which is funny. Or they. Or yeah. they. I think Charlie calls him a they, so.
0: Well, there you go. Frog is a they, and that is okay. Um, the adults have a fatty ridge of tissue that grows on the top of their head, which is also how you can tell when they're full grown, I suppose. Um, and also when they become overweight. <laughs> okay. Um, which we'll also talk about in the pet section. <laughs> um, they have very big toe pads and partial webbing between their fingers and almost complete webbing between their toes. So like their hands have almost like some webbing, but then their feet have like all the webbing. So Which not all tree frogs have webbing on their toes and feet. So interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. I always imagine all frogs to have webbing, but not all yeah. of them do. So I find it weird when they don't. Um, but they also have suctioning foot pads, which is how they, they can hang on the suction. edge of their tree. They're super their cute. <laughs> just imagine seeing them there. Like a little spy waiting to break into a bank. <laughs> you know?
1: <laughs> Isn't yep. that
0: like a scene in a lot of movies where there's, like, cutting the circle, waiting? Yeah, yeah. That's just... It does Just a still...
1: sometimes up in the top corner Ooh.
0: of the terrarium. Disney movie idea, <laughs> or Pixar, or DreamWorks, or whatever. It could be about a bunch of frogs that are bank robbers. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're good at climbing things and sectioning. Yes. And it would be so hiding cute. Hiding out in the corners. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Write me the check, Disney. Um, <laughs> They also... The white tree frog, it has unique pupils because their eyes are actually, like, horizontal pupils while most other frogs have vertical pupils.
1: Yeah, that's actually, now that you say that, yep. Mm-hmm. Which is probably Foster. why we
0: also think they're cuter than other frogs. Because yeah. they have something more in common with ourselves.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Versus, like, their vertical, like, I'm going to pierce your soul
1: <laughs> yeah. kind of eyes. Yeah. They're
0: more, like, chill, <laughs> like, sleepy and cute. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. They have horizontal pupils, which is unique. So, that is their appearance. Awesome. Yes. So, conservation. Do you want to guess if they are of least concern, endangered, or threatened?
1: I would say threatened.
0: Threatened. They are actually listed as the least concern oh. to the IUCN. Okay. However, they are under protection under Australian law. Okay. Um. So, they're pretty adaptable and their environments for the most part, and they have a pretty good lifespan, which is nice, um, which gives them a pretty good fighting chance for survival and everything. However, um, even though they're doing well, other amphibians are not. So we're going to talk a little bit about other amphibians since we're talking about an amphibian. Um... About a third of the planet's amphibians are threatened and close to extinction due to widespread habitat destruction and global climate change. And also a fungal disease that we'll talk more about in their threatened section. Um, Even though the white tree frog isn't super involved in that dangerous area because they're pretty adaptable, they do still get affected by the lack of habitat, like when their habitat loss or the things they eat gets Mosh from yeah, habitat loss. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so there are ways that you can make a difference for an amphibian's life by making environmentally smart choices, such as conserving water, avoiding pesticides and herbicides, creating frog-friendly spaces and water and hiding places in your home, um, spreading the word like this podcast, and also you can advocate for wildlife conservation efforts. So save That's, other amphibians. Yes, you can take a pause. So you can just take <laughs> your shoe off. <laughs> There we can pause any moment you need to. It's very easy. Okay. When I only have one recording, I have to worry about rather than matching up a bunch of people's. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Drink your water. If only we were frogs, we could absorb the water through our skin. If I just like pumped it in through a humidifier. If <laughs> <laughs> we lived in Singapore, where I wonder, it's isn't super that
1: how humid, how, uh, humidifier kind of works.
0: Pumping. It does in kind of
1: probably get into your skin a little bit if you use a humidifier.
0: Probably. I'm not sure. I know when I first got to Singapore, like, the first day there, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so humid here. I was like, I feel like I'm just drinking my water through my skin. Yep. Because it was just... Vietnam's the same way. So much. Because it's not like here. My uh-huh. hair loved it.
1: My skin not. Like, my skin actually liked Taiwan because... Mm. Uh, and then when I'm here, it's super dry, just super weird. But it's so humid there that my skin liked it.
0: She just got to live in Taiwan. <laughs> Don't do that.
1: My family won't like
0: that. Yes, I wouldn't like that. None <laughs> of us would like that. Don't do that. Hawaii is far enough. And I know you want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Anyways, you can go to California. Driving distance. It's too expensive. Also, we're driving. probably not going anywhere. Great. Oregon's great. Yeah. Lotion lotion is great yeah (laughs) okay so their history um we talked about how it's not really blue even though its name has blue in it they're kind of a greenish color Mm -hmm. so where does the white come from that sounds really weird that sentence sounds really weird i would
1: say from whoever discovered them
0: yes uh, the species is named after John White, which was, who is a naturalist, um, and he was the first person to scientifically document this frog, along with many other animals in the area. And he did this in 1790. Um, he traveled with traveled to Australia as a surgeon general of the first fleet of European colonizers from Britain, and he made lots of other animal discoveries. However. Obviously Australia wasn't like not colonized by then or whatever. There's yeah. Aboriginal people who probably knew what the frog was. But yep. that's why it's scientifically documented. Yep. He was the person that scientifically documented it, which is when they recognized it as a species and classified it and stuff. Cool. So. Yep. That's its history. It's so. like
1: over two hundred and thirty years ago.
0: That's fast math. <laughs> You're just like your son. <laughs> He's on here all the time, like uh it's that percentage or it's that thing. I'm just like, sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just have facts of animals. I don't have math. <laughs> I'm not that fast. <laughs> just like him. I guess he's just like you. Yeah. <laughs> Your math brains cool. But yeah. Long time ago. So uh-huh. they've been known for a very long time. Yeah. Which is fair. Because they're cute and I don't blame people for knowing about them. And now all of you can know about them. Environment. Where are they found? Uh, in tropical <laughs> places. Tropical places, like <laughs> Australia, yeah. and Indonesia, and New Guinea. Okay. So, like, that whole kind of area. I feel like Indonesia's the farthest it goes out. Okay. So. It's way up there, across the water. Yeah. Across the ocean. Yeah. Okay. So a bit. Um, but yes, they do, like tropical areas because they like to hang out in tree canopies wherever there's like water nearby and it stays humid Mm -hmm. um they are highly adaptable so they can be found in a lot of other places as long as they're near a water source um so they can be found in woodlands they can be found in grasslands they can be found near streams or swamps they hang out on rocks or rock crevices they'll like be in the hollow of tree trunks as long as there's water nearby they're pretty happy um They have been found in areas where there's not water close by, but not very often. Um, And then they have been known to be able to adapt to suburban areas and urban areas where there is, like, water sources, like a canal, is that the right word? Or, like, by a a river, maybe? Oh, water tank areas and stuff. (laughs) What is it? I don't remember what the word is. but Like, by a dam? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Those kinds of areas, like, where they just have, like, their little water reserves and reservoirs. There we go, there reservoirs. We go. Reservoir, there it is. Reservoir, I'll figure out the <laughs> word. Um, so, yeah, they'll hang out around those areas or, like, also gutters and toilets and sinks. <laughs> um, They only go there when they're desperate for water during dry seasons, but not too often. But you can find them in your home. They'll even hang out in ditches nearby. Huh. um and that happens a lot just based on the season and if they're in that area they just need water and they'll just okay. kind of gravitate which is why one I'll of the ways you the can help them is to just kind of have an area like rather than being like this frog can enter my house unwillingly be like here i set up a place for you over there it's out of my Outside, house but it's got yes, water yes out in um, the yard mm-hmm. and then in new guinea they will inhabit Inhabit open monsoon forests in addition to gardens and parts of the human dwelling. So, they'll so hang out in your garden. Okay. okay. If you let them. But they're not super dangerous to your garden, so It's not that bad. That's good. Yeah. I wouldn't mind them hanging out in my garden, but... Oregon's it's too cold. Um. Oh, yeah, it's too cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they would freeze. Uh, so, they need warm places. And then, what they eat. What do you guess? Other than crickets.
1: Uh... Well, they're carnivores, so they eat, or I think they're carnivores because they eat the crickets, but they eat worms and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. So they're primarily insectivores, and they eat most invertebrates like crickets, moths, and spiders, but they are also considered carnivores in a way um, because they will eat larger things like mice and other frogs. Ew. So, Gross. if you ever want to do Toast, nope. a nice little snack of protein, you nope. can give them a little mouse. Blech. I hate mice. <laughs> so just send Toast free into your kitchen and they'll catch Blech. all your mice.
1: Blech. We got rid of the mice. There's no mice coming oh, in. Oh,
0: that's nice. Yes. That's good.
1: <laughs> it's
0: because Toast ate them all. Yes, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> um, so they use their sticky tongues to catch their food. And do you know how a tongue, a frog's tongue works? Uh, is it like a
1: measuring tape where it, it curls up and then it...
0: Ow. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Why am I not surprised out? that you would be the one to, like, hit your elbow on my desk? <laughs> Every day. Uh, I don't know if they, like, curl up like a measuring tape, but they do, like, stretch out and come back. I don't know if okay. they, like, curl up or anything. I don't but know. it was a guess it's a good guess i don't know i don't have the answer to that one <laughs> um so they have a very specific type of saliva which is a non-newtonian fluid which
1: no,
0: you like, know what that ketchup. is yeah and slime <laughs> and oobleck which is cornstarch and yes. water but yes ketchup is that too um so for those who don't know what a non-newtonian fluid is It means that it can change viscosity slash fluidity. Fluidity? Fluidity. Fluidity. That was right. (laughs) Fluidity. Fluidity? Yes. Okay. (laughs) It just sounds wrong (laughs) when force is applied. So when they strike with their tongue, the tongue strikes the insect and it like the liquidy saliva will surround the insect. And then once the frog tracks the tongue, the saliva solidifies. Because it's now got force, oh. and then it traps the meal on the tongue and it brings it back into the mouth. Super interesting. And that's when the frog uses its eyeballs to swallow because its eyeballs are in the top of its head. Yeah. So it uses the they eyeballs the to pressure? basically push the food down off the tongue weird. and into the throat. Mm-hmm. Weird. So there you go. Now you know how <laughs> toast gets its food.
1: That's super weird. <laughs>
0: Non Newtonian fluids and And it's super eyeballs. fast. It is really fast. I tried to take a picture of him
1: eating once. Nice. But I should have put it on video and then or put it like on slow mo. Slow mo. Yeah. now I'm
0: gonna you know, try that next time. Do it. And then send me the video and we'll put it on the Instagram. Okay. It'd be so cool. Everyone can eat toast. Yeah. If Charlie's okay with it. Yeah. It is their baby. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, they, in order to capture larger prey like a mouse or a smaller frog, they pounce on it and seize it with its hands and force the meal into its mouth. Wow, it's aggressive. <laughs> it makes it think of like the creepy like toads from Thumbelina. Yeah, and like things like that were just like. <laughs> No. Yeah, I'm I like the, the viscosity tongue instead. Yeah, <laughs> so that'll keep like I, imagining them I, gripping with their suctiony hands and like just
1: I have no deep throating of seeing a
0: mouse,
1: mouse. <laughs> and putting a mouse in there. Gross.
0: <laughs> no matter how much you don't like mice, you still don't want to see your froggy one. No, nope. I wouldn't either. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's it's a little disturbing. I saw a picture of it and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> gross <laughs> anytime I see like a rodent in a frog's mouth I'm like ah, gross no it shouldn't be possible cool so that's how their tongues work I'll have to look into the measuring tape thing no idea <laughs> but now I have that image and it's funny yeah I imagine it like bubble tape more than like a measuring tape because it's pink mm-hmm. and squishier yeah anyways that's my brain I describe a lot of what goes on in my head on this podcast. I'm like, this is what my brain is imagining right now. <laughs> Bubble tape is more accurate
1: than measuring I mean, tape. Measuring, measuring tapes are hard. and
0: Yeah. But it's the... Metal. Like splur- like the yeah. action. Mm-hmm. I feel like a measuring tape is very descriptive and helpful. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So, their threats and predators. What eats the white's tree frog? A uh, bird. Birds.
1: Um, small rodents. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Sometimes. Yes. Um, actually. Cats. Yep. Okay. <laughs> foxes? I don't know what Maybe. foxes eat so Foxes eat everything, so okay. makes sense. Okay. Foxes eat everything. Cool. So, yeah, their natural predators include snakes, birds, and lizards. I'm and then in Snakes. Su- snakes, yep. And then, especially in Australia, there's lots of snakes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then in suburban areas, they can be preyed on by cats and dogs, probably foxes and other small rodents if they desire. So. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. Um, and then another harmful thing to them because of their absorbent skin is chemicals and pesticides that humans use can be harmful to them. And then... There are other things that are we talked about previously is that disease that That's takes right. out a lot of amphibians. So the most serious threat mm-hmm, the most serious threat to a white tree frog's health is a disease known as <sighs> science word. Um I even broke it down for myself and I have to remember how to say it. Chytridiomycosis. Okay. Yep. Which is caused by the chiatrid. Chia-trid-fungus. Okay. Uh, um. So that fatal disease can spread quickly in the wild and cause a lot of, like, a huge decline in the populations of the amphibians of the world, not just the white street frog. Um, it's characterized by lethargy and weight loss, and then there's only, like, a couple of treatments known to help with it. So it's not it's super, it's not great for them to catch. Yeah. Um, and it spreads really bad, so... <laughs> It's a little amphibian pandemic. So, yeah.
1: Do you know where that fungus comes from?
0: Nope. Probably okay. somewhere in Australia. Okay. <laughs> no idea. I Look it up, though, and then tell you later. Okay. Um, Toast should be fine, though, because yeah, you backstage. got them from a breeder. Yeah. So, a reliable breeder. That's why you don't want to catch them in the wild and bring them in, because okay. they can have the disease. But if you get them from a reputable breeder... They okay. don't. It's like got very, it very, very, store, very low. Because so, yeah. mm-hmm. they don't let them to be out in the wild where the is Okay. So, so. no fungus worries. You shouldn't know, unless okay. you bring in a wild one. So
1: I don't know where to find a wild
0: one. Exactly. So. Australia? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it's not gonna happen. Yeah.
0: So you shouldn't have to worry about it. It's mostly the wild amphibians that have to deal with that. So which is sad. Yeah. Um other things that could cause them though is also found in the wild so you don't have to worry about it for toast. Um, is internal parasites like amoebas okay. <laughs> and flatworms. I think, because you guessed amoeba yep. earlier. Yeah. Um, and they're only caught like found in wild caught frogs. Um, so parasitic infections are another threat and danger to these little froggy frogs. Cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. yeah. So you really only have to worry about cats and dogs. Yeah. Uh snakes and birds and lizards if Toast gets out, and uh, chemicals and pesticides. Yep. Making sure he has enough water and food. Yes. Just making sure you take care of him (laughs) is the biggest thing. But I'm sure you guys are doing great. So, their behavior. I'm sure you know a little bit about how well your little froggy behaves. He sleeps during the day. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: He's awake at night. Yes, they are nocturnal. Although, if you put food in during the day, he will sometimes get up and get them get ah the food.
0: midnight snack for him mm-hmm. for them
1: yep so nice. but yeah uh that's all I know
0: perfect <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah they are nocturnal they are known to be really docile um so they're like really tame and tolerant of handling like they're not mm-hmm. freaky they don't care they're, they're really chill really chill frogs um they will croak do you ever hear toast make sounds I have not heard toast make sounds. I've heard the crickets.
1: Yeah. The crickets are always <laughs> super easy. loud. Crickets are the worst. We always kept our crickets in the garage. Because <laughs> we just Actually, did not. I might have heard them one time, and but I didn't realize what it was. I remember. I and I think Charlie said that it was toast.
0: So. Yeah. So they will croak. They don't croak all the time. Especially because they don't really have anyone else to talk to. <laughs> right. Um, but they do croak sometimes. In the wild, they usually are also found living alone. Okay. Just isn't. Mm-hmm. It's exactly. I know we probably thought about what getting can... him another one, but
1: we'd have to let it grow before, otherwise he would eat it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will talk about that too. <laughs> but you are not wrong. You are not. You'd have to keep them in separate cages for a while. Yep. Um, so yeah, they uh, are pretty solitary for the most part. Um, they do spend most of their time in trees, just hunting for food and nesting and hanging out and just trying not to lose too much water during the dry season is really how they spend their day. So pretty, pretty chill, not super crazy. Um, in captivity, they will spend most of their time like high up in their enclosures and Mm -hmm. they will sometimes come down to soak in their little water bowl, um, or to catch food. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then the juveniles are usually more active than adults and they're typically not aggressive towards each other towards each other if they're about the same size um they don't like they don't show dominance in any way okay. if they attack another frog it's usually to eat the other frog not yep. because like i'm the boss here yeah they don't care they don't really have a house. What's their like, lifespan? we'll talk oh, about is that, that coming in a up it's okay. coming up okay um
1: but yeah i want to know how old then that makes when they become an adult
0: so true yeah well, we'll talk about it in a minute because i don't remember I don't remember most of the stuff I research after, like, I do another, and I'm like, I don't remember all the rest of it. Um, But, yeah. When they're threatened, though, they are known to scream. They, like, emit, like, an ear-piercing distress call. So if you ever hear Toast screaming or that, it's because he's either in some form of pain or he's distressed. it, Whatever. So. Okay. Hopefully you never hear Toast scream.
1: Yeah, I don't want to hear
0: that. It doesn't sound pleasant. Mm -mm. So. But you then only know that it's because they're in danger. Okay. So, there you go. Means the him. dogs are good, him. Yeah. I'm to save him. <laughs> yes. Save the little froggy. All right. Life cycle. Now okay. we get to the point where we talk about how they are and all their babies and how they have babies. Babies are the best. Yeah. Um, so, white tree frogs reach sexual maturity in their second year. Okay. They um, only get sociable with each other during mating season. And their mating season occurs during the wet season, which is usually from November to April. So if you have them in captivity and you want to, like, breed your frog, Mm -hmm. you can falsify a wet season by, like, misting it and kind of making them think it's the wet season in their cage. So that's how people can, like, force a mating season with frogs. So, Just a fun fact for you. And then males will group near, like, a source of water and emit, like, a repetitive croaking call to attract the female, and they do this, um, it, the sound sounds like a lot of grunting to, like, zookeepers okay. and, like, pet owners and things. Like It just sounds like a bunch of grunting. Okay. Um, so if you hear toast grunting, it's probably a boy calling for right. a female. Yep. Um, and then the, uh, <laughs> the mating position for frogs has a specific name, and- Plexus. Amplexus? Okay. Does that sound right? Sure. Or you can look at the word. That word. Amplexus. Amplexus. So that is their mating position, and it's basically the males clasp onto the females' back, which looks like the females just giving them a piggyback ride. Okay. So it looks like they're going to play leapfrog, but the guy just got stuck on top of the frog and stuff jumping all the way over. Okay. All right. (laughs) Um, And they just hang out there. Okay. For a while, like sometimes a few days. Wow. Uh Uh-huh, and he just fertilizes the eggs as the eggs are released. Okay. Or she'll release them into his cloud of sperm. Okay. So that's how that works. Wow. (laughs) Frog sex is kind of weird. Is that in the water then? Um, so it's near water. Okay. So they're not like in the water, but they're near water because um the female will like, basically leave her eggs on top of the water, and then as they okay. fertilize, the eggs sink. Okay. So they have their eggs in near the water, and they basically drop all the eggs in the water. Okay. Um, and then during mating season, the males will grow, like, a black pad on their thumb, which is what helps grip the females during mating. Okay. um, Yeah. And so then she has her eggs on the surface of the water, and the group of eggs is called a clutch. And a clutch can contain—do you want to guess how many eggs— 100. Uh, close! Very close. Okay. About 150 is the low number, and then 300 is the high. Wow. Yeah, so they can have okay. a lot. So that's why it can take a couple of days for the male to just hang out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and then once they're fertilized, the eggs sink to the bottom of the water, and then hatching become, like starts about 28 to 36 hours later. So after like two to three days, they can start hatching already. Wow. Right? Wow, right? wow, that's super fast. <laughs> right? But they also go through metamorphosis, so they're not, like, immediately that's babies. True. They start out as little, they're little tadpoles. Tadples. Right. Um, okay. So they start hatching, and then their metamorphosis starts occurring, and it can happen about two to three weeks in good conditions. So they start as tadpoles, and they are omnivores at this stage. They eat whatever they can, like algae, mosquito larvae, drowned insects. Other tadpoles, sometimes usually other species, um, basically anything. They're not picky. Okay. And then the tadpoles will develop their little front arms, (laughs) which is so cute. And then they will start to, like, leave the water every now and again, and slowly the tadpoles will start absorbing its tail, um... And when it kinda absorbs its toe fully, that's when they can start eating small insects and they're usually out of the water more at this stage because yeah. now they're known as the froglet stage. Which is just froglet. baby frogs. So mm-hmm. oh, froglet. Toast was a froglet once. Mm-hmm. Um and at this stage they're about an inch long and then they will grow into their adult size within two years.
1: Okay. So that's it. Well, toast is about a year old, I think. So yeah.
0: Oh, not quite there yet. Still got some growing. Um, They try to complete their metamorphosis by the time Australian winter hits, which is June. So they have, like, their babies, and then they try to metamorphosize from tadpole to froglet by June. Okay. is the goal for a froggy. For the best survival rate. And you asked how long they live. Yes. Do you want to guess?
1: Uh, Four years
0: more uh seven years more toast is gonna years? be in in charlie's life for a while
1: 15 years closer keep
0: going up just 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 a little bit more in 17 years <laughs> pretty much so they typically live to be about 16 wow but they're capable of living to 23 wow mm-hmm nice so that's why they're, like, least concerned. They live a really long time. They're very adaptable. They're they're fine. Yeah. So, yeah. And then they're all, yeah. So, to- Toast is going to be in your wow. life for a while. Yeah. It's literally your, your little Anthony well, baby. He,
1: he'll take him with him to college or move out or get married or whatever he ends up doing True. in his life. He'll take his frog.
0: Yep. <laughs> literally grand frog baby. Yeah. For you. Yep. And frog baby for Charlie. <laughs> yeah, wow. sixteen to twenty-three years—a long time. Mm-hmm. If than well taken care of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I know when I was like, "Whoa, frogs <laughs> so live a long time." It's a good investment. Yeah. So if you need a pet but you're not willing to have a dog or a cat, consider a frog. Yeah, little white tree frog. They're super cute. Very chill. Pretty easy to take care of. Mm-hmm. We'll they talk. just hang out. Maybe they're the right pet for you, and maybe not. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Cool weird facts. <sighs> we talked about their skin, right, or their substance that they can do with a uh, high blood pressure. Um. So their skin has a powerful antibacterial and antifungal property. Um, and the substance extracted from their skin have been used in medical uses for fighting bacteria, lowering, bl- lowering blood pressure, and treating cold sores. Wow. So kissing toast won't give you warts. <laughs> kissing toast will cure your cold sores. Nice. <laughs> toast the frog, not the bread. <laughs> yes. Not the, not the toast. Yes. Kissing your white's tree frog will cure your cold sores. Wow. I mean, not necessarily that's how it right, works. Right, but, right. you know. But, yeah. It's funny you. for a joke. <laughs> um, and then in the dry season or in suburban areas, they will hang out um, in tree hollows and just kind of be there. Or um, that's like how they're surviving as they hang out in certain areas where they can contain water moisture. Um, or they secrete like a milky substance called... Kiravine? Okay. Kiravine? I uh. don't know. Um, which is what covers their body in like this cocoon like thing to help them from losing their moisture, which is what that waxy coating is that we talked about okay. earlier. And then in the dry months they're, as we talked about, very docile and not shy, and they will happily enter your house to look for anywhere they can <laughs> that has water. So bathrooms, kitchens, dog water bowls. Dog water bowls, wherever. As long <laughs> as you've got water somewhere, the frog's gonna enter your house and find it <laughs> if it needs it. So um, so famous ones, we've been talking there's about Toast. Ones. I mean, yes okay. and no. We okay. just talk about, like, if they appear in movies or if there's any, like, Instagram ones or okay. any ones that we know. Okay. And we know Toast. And now everyone else knows Toast. That's right. So Toast is now famous. Okay. Get them an Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is an Instagram, though, called Dumpy Thick. D-U-M-P-Y-T-H-I-C-C. And it's an Instagram page full of a bunch of like white tree frogs, and I think some other frogs as well. But it's basically okay. just a family of cute froggies, and they're like they sometimes put like little cowboy hats on them, oh my and like <laughs> like show them like a little cuddle party of the froggies. Wow! So, and a lot of them are like the white tree frogs. So. Go check it out. Yeah, super cute. Um, I think I have a link in the resources. So, if anyone else wants to follow Dumpy Thick, there you go. It's yeah. A bunch of cute froggies, cute little family of frogs all right story time i usually try to find like a funny like news story or like some other story but you're actually going to tell us how charlie got toast. that's going to be today's story time okay um it's not very exciting
1: that's okay <laughs> <laughs> i think it was for birthday last year he wanted a frog
0: and... yeah, remember he got a paycheck his first paycheck from mcdonald's that's right
1: he was working, he got his first paycheck, he decided to get a frog, so went to Pet Petco Co. Petco. Yeah, it's a Yep. And uh, picked out the whole thing. Got the a terrarium, mm-hmm. got bedding stuff that they have on the bottom, a bowl, the like some a big tree thing mm-hmm. so he could climb around. And a log. Nice. You could climb on the log, and then yeah, got got crickets. Got a little tiny cricket tank for the crickets. Yep. And got the little frog. And I hate the crickets. <laughs> it's the worst. Part. And then uh, got a spray bottle. And and
0: nice. then
1: for Christmas this year, he actually got a bigger terrarium. Nice. Because Toast was outgrowing the other one. Nice. So now he has a bigger one with much more foliage in there. Cool. Which Toast really liked. Good. We so put him in there, and he started jumping around onto the big nice. leaves and stuff. And then he, like, sleeps on this one big leaf all the time. So. He's got his place. Yeah. That's cute. Cool. And now more water sources, too. We put more water in there. So.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. Happy froggy. Yeah. Happy frog, happy life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Charlie was looking for frogs, did, like, they know exactly they wanted the White's tree frog, or, like, did they look at a few he different He kept ones? looking at
1: tree frogs. That's what he wanted. Nice. So I'm not sure why, but he was you're just cute. looking at tree Yep. Cool. So,
0: yeah. And that is how Toast entered your family. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Thanks, Chai. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Lightning round. That's where I just fire shot lightning okay. facts at you. But okay. you have to do your best lightning sound. Okay. Lightning sound? Mm-hmm. What's your best lightning sound? I don't know if I have
1: a lightning sound. Because what comes to my head is like pew, pew. Perfect. <laughs> that
0: works. <laughs> That's what some people do. Aaron Bussy just went boom. <laughs> it was it was great. So, just whatever lightning sound comes to your mind, and okay. that worked. Okay. You want to do it again, just for fun? Pew pew. <laughs> I like making people do it. It's great. <laughs> um, so they can change color to some degree, and frog tongues are among the softest tissues found on Earth, as soft as a human brain tissue. Wow. Mhm. Wow. They're super powerful and crazy, but they're really soft. Now I just want to touch, like, a frog tongue. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll know what it it's like to touch a human's brain tissue. Yeah. So, there you go. That's your lightning round. That's it. That's like I got. Okay. Special segment is the White's Australian Tree Frog, the right pet for you. And then I put on here, I was like, froggy baby? Amphiby baby? What would you <laughs> call it? <laughs> I like amphiby baby, but I also like froggy baby.
1: Yeah. What do you like? Those are cute. And Baby is And
0: Baby. Mm-hmm. And Baby. So what is it? Gonna be the right Mfibba baby for you. Okay. So it is a very popular pet because of its petite size and facial expressions, which include the sleepy looking eyes and a smiling mouth, which mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen Toast have. Yeah. Um Toast is very cute. Anytime Monica shows me a video, I'm like, oh yeah, cute. <laughs> Um, the average cost of a white street frog is about thirty five dollars to eighty dollars. Just depends on where you're getting them from. Okay. Um, and then there are a couple of rare species of a white tree frog that have like blue eye ones, um, and those can be like more like a hundred or a little bit more expensive, okay. just because they're a bit more rare. Which the one with blue eyes are super pretty. They're bet. just really pretty eyes. Yeah. Um. So the things you need for your pet frog, if you want one, these are the things you would need, is a terrarium or an aquarium that we talked about. And you need, um, oh, it's just trashy. um, <laughs> you need a, at least a 15 to 20 gallon one. And it's recommended like a tall one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then bigger tanks if you're going to have more than one adult frog in there. And then otherwise they can get overcrowded and overcrowding frogs is not very good because that's when they start to eat, eat each, each, other. <laughs> each other. Yeah um yeah. or in just in general they can't grow which is not a very good thing. Yeah. Um and as long as you get similar sized frogs then you can have multiple frogs, but if you have one that's larger and smaller ones, the larger one will eat the smaller ones. So, as you said earlier, yeah. you would have to let it grow before yeah. you put a friend in there. Yeah. But I mean ultimately, they're used to living alone, so it's not that's the good. worst and I don't
1: feel so bad yeah. about it. They're being pretty by solitary.
0: Themselves. The only time they in the wild are together is for mating. So okay. there you go. You don't have to feel so bad. Good. Yep. Um the tank needs a very tight lidding fit because of their suctioning foot pads. They would be able to pop it off if they jumped up onto the lid. Okay. Um they don't understand transparent barriers. They don't really understand glass. Um so if you notice your pet frog is like rubbing its nose a bunch on the glass it's because it's seeing something on the other side and it's trying to get to it. Okay. So a way to help them to stop rubbing is to put, like, a piece of paper that's a few inches tall, like, near the bottom part of the glass aquarium. Or, like, a little black paper or something to help them visualize, like, oh, this is where it ends. Okay. And it helps. Huh. I don't know how it works, but it works. Okay. <laughs> um, and then they will, they need a water dish to be able to hydrate and soak in. Um, but you want it to be big enough that they can comfortably sit in it, but not deep enough that they could drown it because they're not strong swimmers. Most tree frogs are not the best swimmers. They're great jumpers though. Yeah. Um, they need a basking light or a heater and possibly a humidifier or like you guys use a spray bottle, which is great. Um, but then they best thing to be able to monitor all those things is thermometers and humidity controls to be able to make sure you're maintaining the proper temperatures and humidity. Yep. We've got controls in there, are, or at least little
1: thermometers in mm-hmm.
0: there. Yeah, like They stick to the tank it's super easy. Yep. But then that way you can be like, oh, they need it a little warmer, or they need a little colder, or they need a little bit more moist in there. Because yep. um, then following all these things helps your frog to live to the 23 years that it's capable of. Because um, we wouldn't want it dying at like four. That'd be yeah. sad. Yeah. When you know that it's capable yeah. of living, it seems like a lot. Almost but
1: almost It's actually not that difficult. Yeah. I mean, Charlie just sprays it in the morning when he mm-hmm. gets up, and then sometimes he'll spray it again later.
0: Yeah. yeah. They're super low maintenance. It sounds like a lot of stuff, but ultimately, it's very low maintenance. It's yep. about the same as having to feed your dog. Yeah. And walk your dog, but you don't have to walk your frog. Right. You just <laughs> have to spray it. Yeah. <laughs> um. What else they need? You talked about the bedding. It's called substrat. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they need at the bottom of their enclosure. And that's it's best, like, to use, like, big, like, bark chip pieces. Substrate? Mm-hmm. substrate? Yeah. Substrate. Substrate. it's substrate. Substrat. Substrate. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> something. <laughs> I trust you. Um, but the stuff at the bottom of their cage yep. um, is what helps. And the more stuff you can get, like, the most similar to their environment, the better. So... It also helps. It's kind of like for frogs, like mulchy stuff.
1: Yep, that's um, what it. That's kind of what it looks like, yeah. like mulchy stuff. And then we also have moss.
0: Yeah, down there, so. moss is great for water retention. Cool. So more wet areas for it to hang And our heat lamps
1: on the top are actually on a timer, so nice. you don't have to worry about turning that light on. That's
0: nice. Mm-hmm. That's super nice. See, making Can't it even it more off. low maintenance for yourself. Yes. It's great. Yep. Um, they need lots of plants and logs and things to climb and hide in. And then food. You need to be able to give them live crickets. And other food things can include, like, insecticide-free moths, beetles, cockroaches, grasshoppers, earthworms. Sometimes they enjoy the occasional mouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you can handle that.
1: Well, um, we don't feed them every day either.
0: Yeah. So You don't need to. Um, cause they'll overeat. Mm-hmm. They do. So that's everything you need for your froggy. So how to maintain your froggy's life to help them live for a very long time is to spot clean their cage daily. So like if they poop on the wall, clean it off. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that. Um, so spot cleaning. And then making sure that, like, their leaves in the bottom of their tank is, for the most part, clean, and trying not to use, like, chlorinated water. Make sure it's, like, non-chlorinated because of the chemicals.
1: Yep. Um, we, now we have a water, like, solution, like, nice. drops yeah, that yeah, we put yeah, in yeah. the water for it. Yeah, so, I'm having that. to do
0: that for my lizard. hmm So,
1: yeah. Um, you can also put water in a container and leave it out for a couple of days and use that water. Because it makes the whatever's in the water settle and not, I don't know, something happens like when you minerals. can use the water. Yeah,
0: That makes sense.
1: So, which is what we used to do, but now we have a treatment stuff. We just put it in a lot easier. so we can use the water right away.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, there you go. For People that need to know. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Easy peasy. Um, Then you have to make sure they have a peaceful place to hide and sleep during the day since they're nocturnal, and then their lighting adjusts. According to night and day, so that way they're like, oh, it's night time, it's daytime, time, to help them stay on their normal schedule. And then, but you said yours is like on a timer, so you can hook yours up on timer, yep. or you can just naturally turn it on and off if you want to.
1: Yep.
0: Um. And then, because of their absorbent skin and they like take up chemicals really easily, it's really important for people to make sure you're washing your hands thoroughly with warm water and not using like too many soaps or oils or lotions or anything like that. Um, so before then, that you would... pick them up mm-hmm. okay. before you hold your froggy? Otherwise, it can absorb it in its skin and make them sick.
1: Okay.
0: Um. So just warm water. Try not to use anything that would harm them, and then or be toxic for them. And and then after you hold your frog, wash your hands again because all amphibians have the chance to carry salmonella or other microorganisms that are very bad for humans mm-hmm. that can infect us, especially in immunocompromised people. So, ultimately, would I love a frog? Probably. But would it be the best pet in this household? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Because <laughs> we have two, you know, compromised people in my household. So, yeah. not the greatest. Um, And then we talked about making sure they don't eat a lot because they tend to eat mm-hmm. and have very greedy appetites. And because of that, white tree frogs tend to have obesity issues, <laughs> which I think okay. is so funny. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, you have to make sure you're not overfeeding them and you're just adjusting their food amount based on their activity level and their body condition. So how you know if your frog is overweight or underweight is you look at those ridges just above their frog's eardrum. If there are no noticeable ridges, then your frog is underweight. Okay. If they're very large and they're very prominent and they start to sag or fold over, then your frog is obese. Okay. So you just need to feed it less often and less food. Um. So overall, they are very adaptable. They make a really great pet frog for your first time ever being a frog owner, because um, they're super easy. Some people think that they're best suited for adults who are gentle versus children who like like to squeeze things and aren't most delicate. Yep. Because um, they have soft bodies. That. Yeah. Um, that's kids a story. just get excited. You say that's a story. Uh,
1: that's a story. Oh. We had a uh, goldfish. and oh. Josh, your husband, when he was a baby, got up on the counter and. Got the goldfish and squished it. Oh, gross! I guess he was trying to hold it uh-huh. and then stuck it back in, and then we realized that it was bleeding internally, so oh, we had no. to get rid of the
0: goldfish. My sister did that with my mom's bearded dragon lizard. Oh. She wanted to hold it and squeeze it too tight. Oh, no. She broke its back, and so my mom was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> so. We didn't have, sm- soft so don't we didn't have little small animals for a really
1: long don't time. Don't let the little ones have the small animals.
0: Yeah. So that's what some people think, which, I mean, it makes sense when you think about that. But oh, if, Just
1: keep it in the tank.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you do, like, people do think, though, that they make great pets for kids because of how low maintenance they are. And they're super easy. Yeah. Um, just be mindful if your kid wants to hold the frog, like, maybe don't let them actually hold it, like, Keep their, like, palm out. out. Yep. Or just let them, like, pet the frog in their cage. So there are ways. Because I remember we had frogs and we'd have to, like, basically just, like, my mom taught us, like, how to, like, hold our hands so that the frogs were in our hands, but we weren't, like, squeezing them. Mm -hmm. Or we would just touch them. Um, But we had, like, little tree frogs that were jumping everywhere and we almost lost them in our room all the time <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we didn't but we we almost lost them all the time I remember one time it like jumped and I didn't know where it went and I was like laying looking for it and then it landed on my foot later and I was like oh wow so I don't know how it didn't die but yeah. it didn't wow yep they were little guys I yeah. don't know I don't know man yeah anyways <laughs> So, yeah, they are a really great pet because they're low-maintenance. You just have to make sure you, again, get it from a good breeder or pet store who can verify that it has been captive-bred and it's free of disease. And then um, another reason for that is you don't want to catch them from the wild because they sometimes can't handle the stress of captivity as well, Mm -hmm. and they could also carry the disease. Okay. Is the white tree frog the right pet for you?
1: For uh, me, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Low maintenance, easy peasy. Yeah. Just don't feed it mice, and you're good. Yes. You can handle the crickets. No mice. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I yeah, the crickets are even kind of hard to do. I don't like the crickets. But uh, Charlie seems to not worry about it, so that's good. And it's his pet, technically. True. So it's a good pet for Charlie. Yes.
0: So there you go, people. That is the White's Australian tree frog. Yay! thanks Thanks for having me yeah and enjoy not feeding frogs to frogs or mice to frogs is what i was trying to say yep cool bye bye thank you so much for joining the animal lovers and also thank you to my special guest this week please rate review and tell all your friends so i can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you I would love to hear from you. Your stories, your experiences, any suggestions you might have. Also, I would love to see any fun, cool art you guys do. You can email them to me at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow Animal Facts Podcast on Instagram for updates, cool art, and other fun animal-related news. Click the link in the description for the resources, the donation links to saving the different animals we talk about merchandise and other fun things a special thank you to my family for my really fun drum rolls my best friend jewel for my awesome music and to my guests for joining me in my animal passions thank you again animal lovers for listening and supporting me in my animal discoveries and adventures and until next time bye you ready for your last random fact that has nothing to do with frogs okay I found this one yesterday, or a couple days ago, and I was laughing so hard. Because, um, yeah, I uh, did a search in um, looking for a random animal fact, and I came across this one, and I will tell you what the uh, title of it is in a minute, but it is about an animal that is, I'm just going to read you what I wrote. <laughs> this phallic-shaped worm, commonly known as the penis worm, Cool. Um, were some of the top predators of the ancient seas. They are technically known as Pripoida, Pripo, um, okay. named for Pripus, the well-endowed Greek god of male genitals. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Penis worms are a division of marine worm that have survived in the world's oceans for more than 500 million years. Their modern descendants live largely unseen in muddy burrows deep underwater, but they occasionally will scare fishermen with their floppy phallic-shaped bodies. Um, And fossils date back to the early Cambrian period, and that shows that the penis worms were once a scourge of ancient seas, and they had an extendable fang-like mouth, um, like fang-lined mouth, that could basically make a snack out of any creature that crossed its path. Oh my gosh. So, The title of the um, article I saw when I was like, what? Was Ferocious Penis Worms Were the Hermit Crabs of the Ancient Seas. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And that is like the little art of it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was laughing so hard though and I was like, the penis worm? It's a real animal.
1: The fangs is what's scary.
0: Yeah, it's like a little tubular, like fang lined mouth. Crazy. Yep. Luckily, they live where we won't see them. But they scare fishermen sometimes, which I would be scared if I randomly saw a little penis wormy thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. That's your random fact. Cool. Penis worms. Thanks. They're real. (laughs) Awesome.